With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist. Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Okay, seems like I lost my intro there, so welcome to the show. <laughs> this is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Mike, how are you? Doing great tonight, sorry. How's it out there in Vegas? Um, it's nice and cool, a little breeze going on, so it's been a good day. I think we we're in the maybe mid, uh, low 80s, high 70s, low 80s today, so it was a good day. Um, and this weekend, we're looking at 95, possibly 100, so... Oh, wow. Yes, I'm happy for the day. (laughs) If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Carmen Child's picture, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. This evening, Mike and I welcome guitarist Carmen Child's. Um, She is working on a brand-new EP called Candles in Harlem, and we're excited to have her on the show. Uh, Carmen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Terry Mike. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to promote Candles in Harlem. I'm so excited. Oh, it's our our pleasure, definitely. I um, first heard uh, your music on your website, came across you on Facebook, and uh, definitely wanted to talk to you about your music. So, um, yeah, welcome to the show again. So now, um, you are in New York, right? Correct. I'm uh, living uh, and recording it here in Harlem. Okay. Oh, oh, hence the name of the EP, Candles in Harlem. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, tell us about the EP. Well, the EP, Candles in Harlem, uh, is a message of love, light, and hope. And so throughout the entire six songs on the EP, I'm really focusing on conveying that message in some form or another. So it's uh, it's a positive message I'm trying to present. Okay. Now, you are self-taught on the guitar. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, i got to give a lot of credit to my older brother, Lawrence. Uh, he taught me, actually, how to play guitar. He came home from college playing guitar, and at that point I was, like, senior in high school, and I worshipped my brother. Everything he did I wanted to do whether it was drawing or playing basketball or sneaking his clothes in my bag at school and changing when I got to school. I just I just wanted to be him. So when he came home from college playing the guitar, I just I pretty much just followed suit and started there. Okay, so yeah. I picture I picture you as a little sister 
yeah. just kind of like bugging your brother, you yeah. know, to to play That's with his guitar. And... <laughs> yeah, he he pretty much you laugh. He he's just you know he's a very sweet person. He I can't remember one time he's ever yelled at me in my entire life, but. He pretty much told me, Carmen, uh, if you're going to be playing the guitar this much, you might as well just buy your own. So um, that following summer, I came home from my freshman year in college, and I just mowed some lawns, saved some money, and he took me to the store, and he bought my first guitar with me. So I practiced and practiced, and uh, when I returned to college, the following year, I was just completely upset. I mean, I just sit in my dorm room and play along with my favorite artists like Sade, Sting, the Dave Matthews Band, Sarah McLaughlin. So it was, uh, it was you know, self-taught. So I'm trying right now to actually learn how to read music, uh, but so far so good. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Mike, you had a question. Uh, yeah, I just want to say that I know that, you know, you're a guitar player, but you also took piano lessons uh, when you were younger. Um so are you a multi instrumentalist or are you just 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 guitar but you're not a great piano player as of yet? <laughs> no, that's a someone did their homework. That's good. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh I have for, very fortunate to have parents who, who care about the arts and so they actually put me uh and my sister actually in piano lessons from fourth grade to eighth grade. So mm. I would definitely have to say like in relation to cameras in Harlem, that would be where the light or the spark for that piano came from. That was the very, very, very first introduction was with piano. So I definitely uh, played piano on actually my first album, Solution, and this EP. So it's, it's, uh, I would say my guitar playing, though, is definitely my bread and butter in terms of what my strength is. So, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Now, as a female guitarist, do you have your... Have you developed your own unique style, unique way of playing? You know, I definitely uh, have my idols. So I'll, I'll start by saying uh, Joan Armatrading. Uh, Joan Armatrading uh, is a three-time Grammy-nominated uh, artist. She was born in St. Kitts, uh, raised in England. I mean, just a mean, a mean sister. She can really play. And I have a dear friend who actually, just in the past year, just introduced me to her music. I saw Joan Armatrading's uh, live performance at the Royal Albert Hall on DVD, and I was just, like, completely blown away. I was like, I want to do that, too. So this past year, I, uh, you know, took some lessons online in terms of lead guitar, and I learned, you know, the blues, the pentatonic scale, and I tried to incorporate some of that in the music and, and uh, increase my skills. So it's, it's definitely something that I'm working on. I've my strength, I would say, is, is rhythm guitar at this point, if I'm being honest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. And now, how would now, you... Go I'm ahead, sorry. Mike. Go ahead, sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, how would you describe your music? I would describe it as soul, folk, and jazz. I think initially, coming out the gate, I felt like it was more soul rock. But then as I, as I was, you know, studying the guitar and, and, and the technique of the blues and getting into jazz, it, I mean, I, I couldn't help but be influenced by it. So I would say um, somewhere across between, like, Sade, Sarah McLaughlin, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that, Joan Armour trading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would agree with that, with the Sade part especially, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, Mike, go ahead. 
Now, I'm going to say, now, you, you're not a native New Yorker. You're originally from Pennsylvania, correct? Correct, correct. So um, I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So that's where I was I was raised probably from, let's say, first grade up until uh, high school. And then I went to Elizabethtown College, which is in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Um, and But I always wanted to be in New York. My father... Uh, Lawrence Childs is, is uh, from Harlem, so mm. my dad was born and raised here in Harlem, and so being here is kind of a, a sense of things happening full circle, um, and we might get into that a little bit later, but my dad and, and his story and his life is pretty amazing. It's definitely a part of that message of, of love, light, and hope, and just where he came from, what he went through, and what he's doing now is it's very inspirational. Yes, and, and I, I do want to ask you about that, but there's also a very interesting story um, in the reason why you went to New York that I read. Um, would you mind sharing that? Sure. I mean, there's there's a couple reasons why I came to New York. I think um, if I start out from graduating from college and uh, working in hotel management, in mm-hmm. upstate New York, so we're talking about Middletown, New York now, uh, and working in hotel management up there, still having that passion uh, to play music, and then realizing that if I'm really going to make a go at it, I'd have to physically come to New York City. I didn't have you know, any contacts, didn't know what I was doing. I just kind of came here and, and started net- networking with people, but that process, of, of moving to New York really began uh, with a band that I played in called CCB. And CCB mm-hmm. is, was my first uh, experience playing on stage live with a band, and that was uh, CCB of Carmen Child's band, and that's, that's my brother. That's his doing. That's, that's him and his friends coming over to our house in Lancaster. I mean, we'd be jamming for hours in the basement, and we just decided our friends were so encouraging, and they said, you guys should really try to play in public, you know, and share your music. And they were like, okay. So we, you know, organized rehearsals. Uh, we, we wrote songs together. I mean, that's my foundation of, of songwriting and rehearsing a band and all the preparation that goes into a show. I mean, and then in relation to Camels in Harlem, that's really where the flame starts to burn and the wax starts to dip down a little bit. It's like I'm getting that fire inside. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh-huh. it all, yeah, so it all started with, uh, with CCB. And, you know, if, if you don't mind, I'll give a shout-out. Nate McCoy on drums, Mark Albright, on saxophone, Lawrence Childs on bass. I mean, those guys taught me so much. My sister-in-law, Aaron Childs, massive support. My sister, I mean, you there's no way I'd be here right now if they wouldn't have, you know, pushed me and encouraged me and, and all that. So I'm very appreciative. Oh, all right, good, good. And we're talking to guitarist Carmen Childs. She has a brand-new EP that is in mastering as we speak um, called Candles in Harlem. Um, it is expected to be released oh, in a couple of months, so definitely be on the lookout for that. I'm going to go ahead and play the title track. Um, is there any additional information you want to share about the title track? title track, Camels in Harlem, uh, is really uh, kind of just speaks for itself. This mm-hmm. is talking about 
what's happening in my life right now here in Harlem, um, the culture that's here in Harlem, uh, just the people being inspired, and Channels in Harlem is my own personal love story. This is where I fell in love, and this, this song is talking about the day I met the person that I'm with, and I'm so happy this is Channels in Harlem. Oh, well, that's sweet. Okay, this is Candles in Harlem.
title track from Carmen Child's upcoming CD, Candles in Harlem. I love your voice. Now, um, you grew up singing in your Thank father's you. church? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh, he, uh, my dad, is a preacher, a bishop. Um, again, his story coming from Harlem, long story short, he brought the family to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and he uh, was actually the first black minister in the Mennonite Church there in Lancaster, so uh, which is pretty random, but also cool. And so I grew up in church, you know, singing in the choir. This was before, you know, piano lessons, before guitar and all that. So listening to a lot of gospel music in the house, like the Winans, uh, Andre Crouch, Fred Hamming, Commission, you know, Take Six, and just just really recognizing early on at a young age that music really moved me from within. So it's very drawn to it. And did you have any formal training in terms of singing? I didn't, no. So, I mean, I'm constantly trying to get better. Um, I always stay open to learn more, but there's it's really just a, a self-taught situation. It's listening to my favorite artists. I can't say enough how much I love Sade and her mm-hmm. use of the background vocals and layering mm-hmm. and just that calming sense. I mean, I'm hugely influenced by that. Um, but, yeah, no, there's, there's really no formal training there. Oh, okay. Well, I really like your voice. Yeah, very much. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And especially on the song Before Hello, that that, that song right there. I'm going to play that one next, but definitely like that. Um, I want to get back to um, you and your brother um, and you guys playing together. How long now? How long have you been playing together again? Again? So he's two years older than me. We were playing okay. from I would say high school uh, through college, and then after college. So I say by the time I moved, physically moved to New York City, it was about 2005. So mm-hmm. up, all up until then, so uh, his his musical taste, I mean, he's big into jazz. I mean, I remember him taking me to the Harrisburg uh, Hilton Hotel in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and on Saturdays they'd have these big jazz conferences, and he would take me there and he'd say, bring a notebook, and we would just bring a notebook and listen to jazz and, and write down our feelings and that brought us closer, you know, as brother and sister, but also as musicians who were about to play together, and we didn't even realize we were going to take it as far as we did. But he introduced me to, like, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Herbie Hancock, mm. the Yellow Jackets, the Fleck Tones, Pat Metheny. Um, so he, he really schooled me on all that. And then, of course, when he introduced me to Sade, I was like, okay, that's it. I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys played a lot in your garage, and then you moved out. Um, and, it was and... uh, actually a basement, but yeah, I mean, it, it, we really just did it. Look, I, I went through a, a few tough years in college, where I mean, I thought I thought my world was going to end, and mm. uh, and and he, you know, he introduced me to the guitar, and we would go down in the basement. At this point, it's just the two of us, um, and. We would just play. We at that time when people used to use like tape recorders, we yeah. like put a tape. We put a tape in and hang some microphones from the ceiling to the pipes, and we would you know be recording songs. And I mean that that kind of stuff. I, I look back on that and I go, that really saved my life. Like that really 
change my perspective on what makes me happy in life, you know? So uh, taking that and then his friends coming over and then just that being in that environment where people are just in it, like just for that camaraderie, that closeness, and then for it to turn into something else and just like extra special. So what was your first performance like in um, Philadelphia as a band? So Philadelphia, you know, I don't even know if it's still there, but they had a, a venue called the Grape Street. Uh, the Grape Street was like, you know, they actually had national touring artists come through. And mm. um, we played there a lot, and we developed a, a good following there. And, I mean, that was like pretty big time for us to, to go from the basement to that, and then word is spreading and people are coming out, and it was kind of like, I wouldn't say we were a jam band because we were actually performing songs with structure, but mm-hmm. the environment, I mean, after the, sh- after the show, it'd be like, okay, let's all go back to Mark's house for a party. Let's go swimming. And, and it was just like, it was work, but it was fun at the same time. And I was like, now I really want to do this. This is what I want to do, you know, but I didn't realize how much work would go into actually recording an album until I recorded Solution. In, in mm. upstate New York, that was really like okay, <laughs> this is work. So, yes, and you but I, but, and you kind of being yeah. doing it on your own. Doing it on my own. I mean, at that point, I was living in New Jersey. This was like I'd say 2006. I was living in New Jersey, and but I was recording in upstate New York, and I was working in New York City. So I'd go from New Jersey to New York for work, and after work, I'd go upstate be up all night recording, come back to work, go back to New Jersey, and then get up and do it all over again. And it was very tiring. So uh, it really it really was like a learning curve in terms of me deciding, is this what I really want to do? Is this really worth my time? And then deciding, yes, it is what I want to do. It mm-hmm. is worth my time. And then mm-hmm. taking that learning experience from Solution and being able to bring all of that knowledge into Candles and Harlem. Uh, and try to correct some of the mistakes I made and try to improve vocally, try to improve as a musician and all that. So, And, I, by the way, I have to give um, a huge shout-out to Darko Sarek. Sarek, as I call him, is the engineer for the entire Candles in Harlem EP. He is not only the engineer, he's the co-producer. He played uh, pretty much every instrument except for drums on almost all the songs, along with me playing guitar and singing and some piano. I mean, he's there's absolutely no way this would have been done without him, and uh, I just want to give him a shout-out. Sarah, you're awesome. <laughs> well, shout-out. <laughs> shout-out to Darko, yes, for sure. Darko. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's get into Before Hello. I first heard this song on Carmen's website and fell in love with it. Tell me about this one. All right, Before Hello. So Before Hello is talking about separating love from all that's wrong in this life. It's it's recognizing that all is well with my soul, so to speak. And then on a bit more of a, of a personal level, it's about maturing and coming into my own as a person and as a woman as a direct result of being cared for in a way I've never experienced before. So uh, this is uh, this is also another personal song for me. This uh, 
features Ricardo Montero on drums, all the way from Peru. And also we have Hashima Mojo, Moja, Hashima Moja on bass, and Darko Serico on lead guitar, and then I'm on guitar and, and vocals. So before hello. All right. was Before Hello from Carmen Child's upcoming CD, Candles in Harlem. Uh, yes, that I think that's I think so. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you playing this music. This is so exciting. Oh, that's what we do here. It's like <laughs> hearing it for the first time, and then, uh, you know, you're my first interview here for Candles in Harlem, so hearing it being shared like this is, is pretty special. Oh, good, good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yes, indeed. Now, now I want to ask you, now you also um, hooked up with a member of Troop, the um, R&B yes. group Troop. Tell us about that and how did you guys hook up? 
Yeah, yeah, sure. So on my debut album, Solution, I, I wrote a song called Our Time. Uh, and through just networking in the, in the music industry, I was able to get a hold of Al Mack of Truth and in his camp and just, just proposed a song to him, not even thinking, like, he would do it. You know, like, who's, who's Karma Child? Like, why would I do this? And he actually really liked the song, which I think is why he actually took the time to to write a verse and so he wrote his own verse uh his own lyrics and we weren't actually physically together in the same room when he did it he, he like did it on his own and then he sent it back to me and i was like yeah that works so that's like a kind of straight up r&b track like something you play in the bedroom it was real fun it's a real fun okay. song Whoa. yeah <laughs> and now you but have you met him no, I've never physically met ah. him. So it's one of those powers of technology thing. It's these days you really don't need to physically be in the same room with someone. Like, for instance, right. even the song you just played, uh, Ricardo Montero was all the way in Peru. He recorded those drums and sent it back to us. So it's pretty cool. Mm. Wow. I asked that because you are a very attractive woman. So hey. had he <laughs> saw you, I'm sure he would not have turned you down. <laughs> Hey, now. Uh, I think that, hey, thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Not quite uh-huh. sure to say that, but already. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would have turned you down had he saw you. So it's a good thing he didn't turn you down. And didn't, you know what I'm saying? So that's good. <laughs> funny, that's Terry, good. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you take beautiful pictures. I've, you know, I looked at your pictures on your website. You take some really nice pictures, and on your Facebook page as well. So especially the one in the hat. I love that one in the hat. Um, Thank so, yeah. you. Thank oh, you. yeah, sure. And now, Bill Perry. Tell us about Bill Perry. Oh, my gosh. Bill Perry, uh, internationally and then especially in the upstate New York area where he's from, uh, was a blues guitarist. I mm-hmm. mean, you're talking about like a Jimi Hendrix reincarnate type of situation. Uh, mm. And he was, he was very close to um, one of the people in my camp. And he came in, another situation where, he, you know, he came in and wanted to be a part of the project. And so there's a song on Solution called Work It Out. And I remember him coming in. I physically met Bill, and I actually opened up for him a few times. And um, he came in, never heard the song in his life, played the song, literally did one take, and just like it was nothing and left. And if you listen to that song, I mean, I get chill bumps every time I hear his, his lead guitar solo on Work It Out. And unfortunately, he passed away very suddenly um, of, of, a, of a heart attack. So I'm just, again, honored to have said that I even worked with Bill Perry. Oh, okay. Um, now, you have a question, Mike? No, no, it's just, you know, just kind of, you know, like I said, this isn't to a story, you know, yeah. and everything. And you yeah. mentioned you opened up for um, other, um, Bill Perry once, or but you have opened up also for Najee and uh, Brian yeah. Wilson, um, Omarion, uh, Keith Sweat. Tell us about them, Silk. How did you get yeah, those gigs? So, so when I, so when I uh, released that album in 2008, um, I, was, I was signed to a distribution deal at the time, and... Uh, I had some pretty good promotion that was going on, and just submitting myself 
uh, to the management of the artists that were doing these mm-hmm. big shows. Again, not with any expectation of any, you know, promise of, yeah, Carmen, you can come on stage and people just genuinely being into the music. And that was a situation where I'm performing in front of like 3,000, 5,000 people and, you know, flying places with the band and just really gaining confidence and, you know, like Najee, Amel LaRue, Brian Wilson, Jim Class Heroes, Kansas Foreigner, Keith Sweat, Silk mm. and Omarion, and, like, that's kind of a wide range of, of, mm-hmm. of music. And so that also is like, okay, my music can kind of cross borders and I'm not going to really be fit into one box. Like, Carmen can only open up for an R&B artist. You know, that, that wasn't the situation. So that really helped me so confident in the kind of music I was putting out. I was, like, open for everyone. Mm. Now, and you did this just by contacting their management? Yeah, contacting their management. Um, at the time, I also was working with a different team. And so within that team, you know, we had different contacts and such. And then also, you know, working myself, working in the music industry and just networking and just, just kind of being at the right place at the right time, which is really what life is about sometimes. You know, it's, yeah. it's taking an opportunity. It's, it's having the guts to do it. So, yeah, very proud of those experiences. And it really helped me to want more, to, to feel like I did that. <laughs> I want to do it again. Well, you you mm-hmm. did it. You did it, and you did it. Got to the point where you were performing um, before three to five thousand people. It, how was that? What was that experience like? I mean, were you nervous when you, you first know, stepped on stage? I am a big sweater. Like I sweat for any reason. Like <laughs> like I'm sweating right now for no reason. Like just and you guys have very calming voices. So, but uh, it's kind of hereditary. But anyway, you know, I'm always nervous. I don't care if it's twenty. 3,000 people, but once I'm out there and kind of like halfway through the first song, mm-hmm. then it, it starts to feel like, you know, riding a bicycle. It just it feels it feels normal. It feels, it feels fine. And then, I mean, any artist out there will understand when you have any amount of people actually engaged and interested and into what you're doing mm-hmm. live, I mean, that's mm-hmm. like a whole other energy and you just go back and forth with that and totally addictive. Mm-hmm. Totally addictive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely feeds. It, it feeds the the artists playing on the stage. It feeds that energy, and and they give it back to us. Um, you know, those of mm-hmm. us in the in the crowd in the audience, they give that energy back to us. So that's that is a good thing. All right. Um, the next song is "Fall So Sweet." Tell me about this one. "Fall So Sweet" started out as a completely different song with completely different lyrics. Uh, I brought that to Sarek, uh as a different song. And for whatever reason, in, the, in that session, you know, he said to me, Carmen, we can, let's go in a different direction with this mm-hmm. energy-wise. Let's, let's make this a little more upbeat. And so we, he just started playing bass, and that sounded good. And we started playing guitar, and, and that sounded good. And then before we knew it, we had a whole song, but we didn't have any lyrics. <laughs> so then I had mm-hmm. the, the fun challenge of coming up with lyrics. So this is, when I think about it, this is my first time where I actually didn't write the music and just, you know, wrote the lyrics and came up with the vocal melodies. So this particular song, though, is about being super confident enough in your love that you're willing to go out on a limb to propose marriage and make promises 
about what like what life would be like with you if they chose you for the rest of their life. So this is me kind of, I guess you'd say, sticking out my chest so sweet. <laughs> okay. All right. This is Fall yeah. So Sweet.
Suite from Carmen Child's upcoming EP, Candles in Harlem. Um, Carmen, I wanted to let you know that we partner with Ronald Jackson from the Smooth Jazz Ride. He does awesome CD reviews. And so when your EP is done and complete, um, if you would send him a copy of it, he will do a review for you. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he's going to like it. He's going to like this one a lot. I think he's going to like it. <laughs> right, so, okay. yeah, definitely send that to him um, when it's complete. And you can find him on Facebook under Ronald Jackson, um, or you can either do that or go to thesmoothjazzride.com, and um, you can read, you know, some of his other reviews there. Excellent. All right. Okay. All right. So All now right. Um, I wanted to ask you, outside of your band and um, – your family, has there been any other musician that has kind of taken you under their wing and given you guidance in this business? That's a fantastic question. You know, off the top of my head, uh, I'd have to say no, only because uh, I am self-taught and I don't really uh, spend a whole lot of time, you know, seeking out, uh, I would say, apprenticeships, so to speak, but I wish I wish I had someone like that, but really it's, it's, um, it's just been my brother, you know, and, and yeah. then playing, and then literally just putting in CDs and, and, and playing along by ear and kind of taking what I like from that and trying to make it my own. I would mm-hmm. love to be able to, to meet some, some of my idols someday and be taken, and be taken under their wing. That would just be out of this world. Yeah. And I ask you that because, you know, being a female in the business, um, of course, you know, you have some challenges that you have to face with, you know, promoters or whoever. And I just wondered if you had someone, you know, that can help guide that help guide you in that situation because you talked about contacting other um, uh, promoters to perform um, and how that built up your confidence. Yeah. part of it, yes, I do have, mm-hmm. uh, actually, Sarah, who I talked about earlier, uh, he he and I talk about exactly what you just said uh, all the time, and we talk about that as we prepare to promote this, as we prepare to put the band together, as we prepare to, to do live performances. It's very important to be mindful of who we are bringing into our circle um, and so, I mean, and that just goes for anybody. It doesn't necessarily just apply to females. And then also I do have a very dear friend uh, who looks out for me, um, who I okay. feel comfortable running everything by in terms of, okay, I'd like to go out to this show and try to meet this person. And then, you know, if this person wants, reaches out to me, okay, what do you think of this? So I do have people in my life that care, and that's okay. important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we're going to get in this last song before we let you go. It's called Send It Down. Tell me about this mm-hmm. one. Send It Down I wrote uh, a long time ago. Send It Down uh, almost made it on the first uh, album, uh, and then I took another stab at it this time around and tried to improve on some different aspects of the song, but... This, this takes it back to my roots of, of being in church and, you know, finding myself in that all-too-familiar position when things aren't going so well, feeling frustrated, 
feeling like I can't do it alone and just literally looking up and saying, God, please send me down some help, some love, some light, some hope. Uh, again, <laughs> just to see the candles in Harlem and uh, it's just literally saying, you know, please help me. So shout out to Michael Dawson on drums on this one. And Mike also did drums on candles in Harlem. So uh, this is a team effort and this is down.
Bend It Down. That is from Carmen Child's upcoming CD, Candles in Harlem. You have now heard four of the six songs that would be on that EP. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, as we speak, it is being mastered, and um, Carmen expects it to be released in a couple of months. I'm definitely looking forward to that one, Carmen, for sure. Thank you, Terry, and thank definitely. you again. If I could just say one more thing, Terry. Sure, um, sure. Er, like earlier, we were joking around about my parents and the good genes that they gave me, but just on a real <laughs> quick, serious note, I just want to congratulate my dad. Next month, he'll be getting his Ph.D., uh, and we're very proud and excited of him starting in Harlem against all odds and coming out and being a huge inspiration for this uh, EP, so I just wanted to say that. Oh, way to go, Mr. Childs. Congratulations. Yeah, Yay, definitely. Dad. Yay. <laughs> so what are you what are you working on? Um, any upcoming performances? Yeah, well right now it's getting the band to learn the music. But you know, okay. putting the band together and then once that's all set then we start scheduling performances. And then when that starts happening then I get right back to work and start recording another uh, E P uh which will wow. most likely be up. Yeah, most likely be a live situation, uh, which will be new for me. So yeah, that's a lot, a lot of work to do. Have you heard of um, Raj Dulari Barnes? No, I have not. She is a singer, and you remind me so much of her in that you both are determined. You have such de- uh, determination yeah, and, and on a serious journey, you know, for your career. And she is the same way, and you might remind me so much of her. She lives in New York as well. Her name is Raj Dulari Barnes. Um, Do you yeah, know how to so. spell her name? Uh-huh. It's R-A Raj, R-A-J, mm-hmm. D as in David, U-L. A R I. Awesome, love it. Fire inside, yeah. the passion. That's yeah, cool. definitely. You guys, you, you remind me so much of her. You guys have such determination for your careers, and I admire you both for that. So definitely, thank you again for giving us the opportunity, um, Carmen. Yes, okay. definitely. Thank you. And, and I just thank wanted to you. ask you too before we yeah. let you go: uh, Is mm-hmm. there anybody in the future that you wanted to kind of work with, or you know, try to reach out to? Wow, there, there's so many people. I think the, the first person that comes to mind would be Joan Armour Trading, even if it would just be to say, thank you for inspiring me and putting me in this direction. Um, but there are, wow, that, that's such a big question. There's so many artists I would love to work with. Mm, okay, well, I think you, you're on the path to that and, you know, just stick with you stay uh, stick with what you're doing and you should be fine. You should be fine. So Thank let you. everyone know where they can find you. All right, sure. So you can go to carmenchildsband.com uh or you can go to facebook.com slash carmenchildsband. Um or you can just go to Google and type in Carmen Child and it'll it'll pop up for you. <laughs> And, and I did um, check out one of your videos on YouTube, so definitely go to YouTube and check out some of her videos um, as well. You can see her perform, um, so definitely do that. Yeah. Well, thank thank you again, Miss Childs. Um, I'm looking forward to those other two songs <laughs> to complete the EP. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I'll, I'll make sure you get that, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again. Um, much continued success to you, and uh, we thank look forward you. to hearing more from you. Thank you so much, Terry and Mike. All right? It just means a lot. Thank you. you oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You, yes, you yes, have a good yes. evening. You too. Bye-bye. All right.
Bye-bye. All right, that was guitarist Carmen Childs. Her upcoming EP is called Candles in Harlem. Um, look for that in a couple of months. But in the meantime, visit her website, CarmenChildsBand.com, and uh, definitely follow her on Facebook. She's also on Twitter at Carmen Childs. All right, Mike, anything going on with you? Nothing much, nothing much. I just wanted to add that, you know, I'm very impressed with the uh, young lady, Carmen. You know, she yeah. has that New York hustle, you know, so she's yes, definitely, definitely. going to be. Uh, someone to look out for in the future because I don't think she's you know gonna be giving up anytime soon. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I really like her music. That's, I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. All right. Well, Ollie, uh, thanks for hanging out in the chat room, Ollie. And uh, Ollie, I just want to also thank you for always um, you know showing support to the show, talking smooth jazz, and coming in and hanging out with us. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. We appreciate that very much. And for those of you that are listening to an archive show, thank you for doing so. We appreciate that as well. All right, Mike, um, I will talk to you later. You have a good evening. You too. All right, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at jazz underscore queen and the daily grind that's t-h-a daily grind Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.